Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Deep Radio, the podcast, premier international and flagship podcast of LRMOnline.com and the Genreverse Podcast Network. This week, um, it's kind of like the Jammer Show, where I'm all alone, uh, just me and my producer, Kyle, on the ones and the twos. How goes it, Kyle? Hi. It's going. And <laughs> Good. And this will also be a very fairly brief show um i'm just here mostly to talk about this week's development in dc and that is not to give you well not to repeat everything james gunn said but to give my opinions on the topics that i feel most strongly about let me just start by saying um i predicted some of these the night before um i basically posted five tweets i mean five one tweet with the five things i hope to see um be released was it wednesday was it wednesday when he released it yeah so uh monday tuesday monday monday or no tuesday, 30th or yeah tuesday 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 wednesday something like that yeah yeah doesn't yeah. matter but i predicted well i hoped for it was more of a what i want list i wanted a batman and robin type movie which would a lot not like batman and robin but you know a film actually has him and robin hopefully lighter in tone because it really needs to differentiate itself from the batman and i figured the best way to do that would be a robin movie and he announced that in the brave and the bold and then i said i wanted a booster gold movie and they announced that as a tv series and i also said that um I would like to see Justice League Dark, which they didn't announce, but they did announce a character that could very well lead into that side of the universe with a Swamp Thing film. So with that, I'm just going to kind of list what James Gunn's uh, listed. I'm not going to go into much detail about the ones I don't really feel strongly about or, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about all of them today, even though it will be a short show. Um, James Gunn started by a list saying that everything is going to be connected. Everything, he said, except for the Elseworld stories, which will clearly be labeled as Elseworld. Um, so he started off by giving the current slate. We still have Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, which he says resets it. But then The Flash is also still followed by Blue Beetle and Aquaman. Uh, so I'm a little confused on how much reset there will be with that. Um, in addition... This is the list. This is the order he put it in, though we all assume it will start with uh, Superman Legacy. He lists all of his projects as um, for TV animation. We have Creature Commandos, which will also have some of the actors returning in live action. Waller, um, Superman Legacy, as I said, he calls it the true beginning of the new chapter of the DCU. Lanterns, The Authority, Paradise Lost, the Authority being a movie, Lanterns being a TV show, and Paradise Lost being a TV show. The Brave and the Bold, the Batman project I was discussing. discussing uh, TV, Booster Gold, and movie Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing, also a movie. So, here are my thoughts on the ones that are most interesting to me. First of all, I am still confused with... Uh, I don't know if Aquaman is going to be an Elseworld or if it's going to be some kind of continuation because the order he put it in and also the fact that Gunn did say well, that Flash was going to reset everything, which almost one would expect. You could do Flashpoint, which movies already rumored to be 
with a few reshoots. We've probably discussed this on past episodes of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Um, Kyle, do you have any idea? You've discussed this before. How Aquaman? Do you think it will be in Elseworlds, or do you think it will? No, kind uh, of tie up in line. What's his name? Gunn said in his video presentation that the four coming out next year fit. They can work their way in. Uh, him and Saffron said that uh, uh, Momoa will not play two characters, but him, Godot, uh, Levi, and Miller have an open door to return to their uh, current characters. There will be characters played by actors from the previous stuff, uh, but it won't be the previous universe, and some characters will be recasted such as superman and and batman but yeah that's that's from gun and saffron themselves so uh we'll see what aquaman does it's kind of like on it's kind of on momoa and it's it's pro- probably it's a uh, uh success on whether or not they actually carry on so plus i think so you- momoa would jump ship to lobo if he was offered that chance yeah this is so it just doesn't feel like a, re- a full reset again, like they were talking about. I just, this is kind of what I was afraid of because he keeps talking about this well, is chapter one. This is gods and monsters. If they are the same actors playing the same character, but a variant of the character, is it really not a full reboot? I mean, it's a multiverse, so they can play it any way they want. I brought up this whole thing mm-hmm. with uh, many on the Daily Cog about how no matter what you do, if you have any, even a remote connection to the past, you're going to have forever and ever those fans that want, well, if you're willing to do this for this character, why not do this for this other character, my favorite character, or the Snyderverse, or whatever the case may be. It's got baggage, bro, and I don't, I don't, know, what the, I don't know what the best business decision in this is because no matter what you're going to piss some people off but hey i i think uh i think it might all be a day late and a dollar short in the long run anyways but we'll we'll see on that as far as like popularity for uh cbms and in general interesting yeah i I just i was hoping for something cleaner and he just keeps talking about it like it's cleaner than that like yeah we like you said when he talks about shazam he's like shazam's in his own corner of the dcu and then the flash resets it blue beetle i always figured could have been the first chapter easily as long as there aren't a lot of connections to it could easily be the first movie just don't reference the other stuff because even i mean it doesn't it's not called aquaman 2 but just having an aquaman 2 in there it just he's already muddled it up i feel i disagree with kyle as it being too late as far as comic book movies um but i do feel like by not doing a full reset, he's just making the same mistake that has already been made when trying to distance itself from um, Snyder. So, of course, he mentioned as far as Elseworlds, you got uh, Matt Reeves, Batman. We got a release date for Batman Volume 2, which I for- forgot to write down, but I know it's 2025. Um Joker, of course, which is already in production. He mentioned Teen Titans Go as an existing property. And like I said, they said those will all be listed clearly as Elseworlds. October 3rd for Batman Part October 2. October 3rd. I was going to say October, but 
last one wasn't just it was set around Halloween. Um, in fact, I believe the only other one he really gave a release date to was Superman Legacy, which is also 2025. So it looks like we're going to have at least a dry year, which would have almost give them more room for a complete reset. And yet another project that kind of concerns me is Waller. Um, there you definitely have an actor that it's, it's cool that you don't have to recast Waller because she's so perfectly cast. But again, this feels like Gunn being like, well, I'm super precious with my peacemaker and my wife and, you know, these characters I introduced to the world. So these are that's why I think a lot of fans could be upset. I mean, the Snyder fans are going to be upset no matter what. But the idea of like, well, I'll bring my characters over and we'll reboot most of the other ones, including your Henry Cavill, who upsets most fans. Um, but do, do, sorry, my computer screen. Um, so the ones I really want to talk about, and we'll get into Oh, Lanterns is the other one I kind of predicted, but in a different way. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. He chose Gods and Monsters as his little theme. Again, that really... It's just it's it's very it's a very gun universe. It's not like a which I guess is what you expect. It doesn't seem like he's trying to get into the mainstream as except for the ones you're kind of required to have, like Batman and Superman. And of course, I'm glad they're doing they think the stink is gone from uh, Green Lanterns. That's a character I thought they should have already included. Um so um lantern sounds really interesting um i like that they're i wanted with john stewart i like they're doing giving hal jordan another uh chance and they're doing the two of them this of course i don't know how much different this is than the rumored hbo max really maybe even pre announced in like pre-production or even just as a concept hbo max series that we've been hearing about for years um and then the brave and the bold is very interesting to me Mainly because he said it's going to expand on the Bat family, but the first one's going to focus, or at least we'll probably see other Bat family in there because he's using Damian Wayne, who is, like he said, his Batman's son, who Batman didn't know about for 10 years because he was trained by the League of Assassins and Talia al Ghul. They, they, she had his baby without him knowing he was trained to be an assassin. It's a very awesome story in that. Batman's always having to kind of in the early days, at least keep Robin from killing because he's supposed to be like one of his Robins. Um, but he's also the fourth Robin, which brings into question Batman's age. If he's already been through three Robins or if they kind of rewrite history and make him maybe the second or the third Robin, because I don't like the idea of going in like it just feels like what we did last time where we go in. We already see Jason Todd's or whoever statue it's supposed to be with the ha ha ha. You Manny know, the brought up, thing. Uh, Manny brought up the point of doing um, that it frees up for Nightwing and Red Hood to exist. Yeah. You can just skip and there's Nightwing because a lot of people are they're interested in the idea of a, of a Robin more to have a Robin than to go through a specific Robin. But I know a lot of people really love Nightwing, so I could see that being why he chose to do uh, this. Because that's why I think so. Uh, I could see what Manny would say that. Because I mean, I would assume when he says bring in the rest of the Bat family, you can already you can have an already established Bat Girl. Especially since we'll go into that story in a second. We all know about the canceled Bat Girl. You have Nightwing, yeah, like I said, Red Hood. If you want, there are a number of other characters 
you can introduce. And like I said, this is kind of the direction I felt they definitely should go since they also have the Batman and they, and like I said, maybe keep this a little bit lighter because I would like to see a t- like a teenage version of Robin. And it's very hard to do in live action. I feel based on just, I don't know. It's a very, I don't know why it seems hard to do in live action. Cause it's not even as troublesome as Bucky who would be a teenager serving in world war two with captain America. Uh, if they hadn't updated his age for the films, but yeah, it's tricky. Um, booster gold um that's really the other one i really wanted to talk about um that one is very interesting because we already have the blue beetle movies i was talking about um booster gold's a very interesting character james gunn basically lays down the basics he's really just a loser from the future who has time travel technology so he comes back to the past like he's the kind of character who's like selling his own action figures and like you know kind of like ozymandias if he wasn't evil and he was hadn't already retired before like capitalizing on his own stuff and him and blue beetle are always a very interesting combination in the comics i've never read a title that was that was like included them in the title but i love whenever they would pop up in the dc comics and so and then swamp thing um he kind of mentioned swamp thing is kind of being in its own corner for now but bleeding in and i hope this does lead to a sort of um like it does because i mean obviously monsters are on that side but maybe we could lead us into the justice league dark which of course they would never do before the justice league or at least they'd call it something else like i think it when it was rumored or at least announced whatever you know dceu was a mess it was called dark universe uh maybe get some constantine satana and some other interesting action from those characters um my only other real question about his lineup, um, as I said, this is going to be a very short episode. I'm gonna, this will be, I'll talk this and I'll talk to related news stories since I'm all alone this week, except for Kyle. But um, he did not mention a movie that was recently announced, a constant teen two. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that continues on as an else world. Uh, he didn't mention it either way or if Constantine two does just get canceled because there's also been stories this week of Keanu just telling the story of how he's trying to get it made. And he's just been bugging DC for years and years and years to get it made. And I'm sure they announced it recently because what better time than the present when Keanu is even more popular now than he was back during the arguably more popular now than he was during even. Yeah. The first Constantine era or days i mean obviously very popular for the matrix but now he's not just the matrix guy it's like oh he's keanu reeves he loves you man he loves movies whoa it's keanu man whoa i love you guys like when he gets up on stage what was that the blizzard event or whatever and they're like we love you keanu he's like i love you guys but that's about all i have about um james gunn's dcu and peter saffron's dcu again disappointed that it wasn't a complete reboot. I think it's going to leave confusion and room for fans. I mean, obviously fans are going to be upset that they lost their Henry Cavill and stuff, but by not throwing everything out, like Kyle said, I think it's going to just create more friction. It's not going to feel like a real fresh start. It just feels like a, I mean, we'll see, but it sounds like a half-assed attempt to requel in a way itself, the same way that a, the last attempt to kind of distance itself from 
the Justice League, Joss Whedon's Justice League, and just the mess that Snyder made um, didn't really change much. It just, uh, I don't know. It's cool titles he announced. Sounds like a very disappointing way to do it that I kind of feared we'd be left with a bunch of, even if it is variants, which still makes it feel weird with Aquaman 2 being part of it, or maybe being an Elseworld, but don't know. We'll see. Not super pleased. Was more pleased when I read the titles, and then I watched the video where he's like, but we're keeping these, and I was like, oh, oh no. So, at least that part of the podcast was longer than his uh, explanation or his little video. Kyle, does it matter what the story, what order I do the other two stories in? Not really. Okay. Last two stories. They kind of tie into that. Um, one is just something we all noticed, but even a Hollywood reporter thought it was something worth writing about. Well, people like me noticed on Twitter. Um, not long after the announcements, James Mangold, who of course is known from everything from 310 to Yuma, Ford versus Ferrari, Walk the Line, Logan and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny tweeted a picture of Swamp Thing not long after the announcement. And James Gunn basically just liked it, I believe. Maybe he retweeted it. It's on this article. But yeah. James Gunn retweeted the post, as Hollywood Reporter says, suggesting that talks were heading in a hopeful direction. It doesn't sound like a lot. We do take a lot of stuff like that and turn it into theories but i mean and it would be a good choice for the movie he's called it more of a horrific movie but i guess it also one of my other questions about the dcu is when it's all connected how much room will there be for r-rated content within the connection that being said we have had the suicide squad which was connected to the old stuff which still seems to be connected to the new stuff so you'd almost expect a waller to be rated r so maybe Maybe Swamp Thing is something they would take full horror, unlike Doctor Strange, which was called a horror movie in advance of its release, but obviously didn't end up. I mean, we knew it wouldn't be worse. I mean, higher rated than PG-13 as far as an R. Um, And then the other part that kind of ties into this whole thing is Saffron. um, Peter Saffron, who's doing all this with James Gunn actually had some comments about Batgirl and it was not what I was expecting. Um, The quote in the title um, is Saffron believes that shelving Batgirl was the right decision. It would have hurt the DCU. I mean, it would have hurt DC and his little quote. I just found this surprising. They've mostly been distancing themselves from decisions made. Um, Last week we discussed that um, Titans and Doom Patrol were sequel uh, canceled and that wasn't something they decided but that was something they you know they didn't uh, they didn't say really whether they objected to it or not gun just made it clear last week that that was a decision made before them so here is saffron's quote about oops my phone about um the cancellation of batgirl which of course we discussed months ago it's a big tax write off um and of course Maybe we will be seeing Batgirl in a Brave and the Bold film. Batgirl is a character that inevitably we will include in our story, said Saffron, which, again, I would say Brave and the Bold. On the Batgirl front, it's not about it's not ab- uh, about late in the process of the film getting canceled. 
I saw the movie and there are a lot of incredibly talented people in front of and behind the camera on that film, but that film was not releasable. And it happens sometimes. The film was not releasable. I actually think that the president and CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zaslav, and the team made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it because it would have hurt DC. It would have hurt those people involved. I still kind of cry bullshit at that. I mean, none of us have seen it. It almost sounds like backtracking, though, because... I mean, I don't know. I guess if people had balls back in the day, they would have been like, well, hey, releasing the Justice League at all is going to damage our brand. Maybe it's better if we don't. It's just kind of unheard of that you would cancel a film that was, I believe, if not done with production, like as in shooting, very, very close to being done with production and into into the early post-production phase. And it just seems like, I don't know, it seems like he's towing the company line. Uh, I mean, it's not like they can, James Gunn and Peter Saffron can do anything at this part to reverse it. But, and maybe they're also saying that, like I said, to clear way for their Batgirl in The Brave and the Bold. But it just still seems fishy where someone's like, yeah, it was, it would have hurt. How would it would have hurt DC? Was it that bad? You couldn't do reshoots or something to reshoots or something to fix it. He talks about wanting to work with the directors again. And of course it had Brendan Fraser in it. Um, and it's just, I, I mean, he knows better than me. He's seen this stuff, but I guess my overall arcing theme of this episode, which we're about to bring to a close is that I don't trust in James Gunn and Peter Saffron as much as I did before the announcement of chapter one of the DCU gods and monsters. Um, seems like there's some, I don't want to say fishy, but it just seems like there's some stuff going on over there that doesn't seem, I don't want to say too, maybe it seems to favor a lot of James Gunn's stuff while throwing away every, not everything else, but other things away. And it's not as clean of a reboot as I wanted, which honestly turns me off as a DC fan. Like I wanted a full clean slate. Let's go forward. Let's have an MCU type property. Um, Somehow all the video games and all that stuff is also going to be like attached to it. And yet we still have two video games coming out that haven't been released yet, which seem completely separate. The Suicide Squad kills the Justice League and Gotham Knights. Um, So it's like Gotham Knights seems is like out. It is out. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that game was already out. Are you sure? Oh my God! Well, there you go. That game must have not been very yeah, successful. Yeah, came out in October of last year. Wow! I did not even know that game was out. Um, but yeah, I just feels like more of the same. Um, I was excited to hear the announcement. We were all like online, and they're like, "Oh, I'll announce before the end of the year." We're like, "Oh my God! Will it be when? When's it gonna be?" He only has a few days left. And then. This announcement comes out. Like I said, I'm excited for a few of the projects, but it just feels like we're not differentiating it enough from what's come before. And it's not really a reboot at all, except for ironically replacing the actor that people like the most while leaving a bunch of other actors in their spot. So I guess with that, that is Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast for the week, a Nick Dahl show. Um, 
Thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully I'll have uh, someone on next week with me. Jammer barely ever misses. I don't know what he had today, but he was busy. Danny, you know, has issues. And of course, we had all four of us last week, if you forgot, if you have not checked out that episode, The Ladtastic Four. And Kyle is the most regular of all of us, always here producing. Um, he hasn't missed at all. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. And with that, let me just, I am at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. Of course, check out the Genreverse Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Also on YouTube, it's nice and fun to watch us. It's not as fun to watch me. I'm not the most attractive of the bunch, um, but that's fine. Uh, you can listen to all of our other great podcasts like uh, AVR Squared. I screwed up this time. Okay, I keep every time I say the V, I keep thinking of uh, Avengers versus X Men, um, Anime Versal Reviews, uh, The Cantina. Daily Cup of Genre, Genre Shot, uh, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, which it sounds like we'll just be doing for the films and when there are TV shows running, at least for now, as we kind of have been doing. So Kyle will be able to do um, uh, Ant-Man in the class Quantum Mania. Wow, I butchered that in just two weeks. And then uh, Loki will be the show that we'll be doing after that. And then did I miss any shows, Kyle? I think or Secret Invasion's coming before Loki. Is it? I, I thought Loki was. I think so. Oh, well, whichever. I'm just excited for yeah. both of those. So those both look solid, but hopefully the new stuff that's coming out, Kyle will enjoy more than Phase 4 so that we can have joyous talks about let's things. Hope, not, let's, let's hope so. God, not, let's hope so. Not Kyle getting almost more angry with each show than with each episode of the show as his disappointment mounts. Um... With that, I'm Nick Dahl and Asa Lasagna. Don't get any Anya. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm.